Uh, good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community College of Summerton, Philadelphia, broadcasting from our uh, secret underground bunker location this morning on the election Tuesday uh, across the street at Oratira. And uh, continuing with Derek Hashem here, we are uh, coming to you on a beautiful, lovely, and sunny Tuesday morning, Yom Shahuch Babal Kitoiv, the day of the, of the doubling of Hashem's uh, bountiful blessings. That's Tuesday. And we are moving right along here in Derech Hashem. We are in Chelek Beis, Perak Zion, Simon Beis. Beis, Zion, Beis. And we're, we just began the seventh Perak yesterday, Perak Zion. It's a shortish Perak, but a packed one. Short, but packed. Well, quite a lot going on in here. And um, let's refresh a little bit and remind ourselves of what the main topic at hand is and what we saw yesterday and what Heather Ram Chaz can build upon that today. So in, in the Perak Zion over here, within Chelek Beis, where Ram Chaz is dealing with Hashem's system of Hashkoche, Hashem runs, maintains, and governs the universe. Hashem didn't just create it and let it run like clockwork, even though to a certain degree it could. Hashem maintains an involvement and, um, and maintains actively, personally, the universe and how he does that. And now we're talking about stars, how stars factor in. What's the role of stars, the function of stars? And we saw yesterday that not just astronomy is a real subject, but astrology. There's something going on with astrology. And we get gleaned a tremendous insight yesterday from the Ramchal to answer a glaring question, really a question on the universe. And that question is, you know, we know when when we believe everything came from a Big Bang, we don't really have a lot of questions. You just, you know, that's kind of the way things are. That's the way things happen. You can't ask questions on anything or anyone because things sort of just came from somewhere. I don't know, singularity, which came from who knows where, but there's no one to ask questions on. But when we are faithful Jews who believe in God and believe in Creator and believe that Hashem created everything, so there's one question, a glaring question on the universe is why Hashem makes so many stars. Most of these stars, really, you know, the vast, 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 vast majority of those stars out there, nothing to do with us, we're never going to reach them. We're never going to explore them. We're never going to send people or spacecraft there. We don't get any light from them. Some stars we get guidance from. There's the North Star, which, uh, you know, lets you tell directions at night. There's constellations, which mark seasons and, 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 and times of the year. Okay. Um, but uh, there's so many stars, as we mentioned yesterday. Billions of galaxies and trillions of stars. Untold, umpteen amounts of stars that that uh, really are, are not relevant to us at all down here on planet Earth. Never going to be relevant to us. And, and why then did God create all these stars? What's the function of all of them? And we saw yesterday that they are quite relevant. And stars do have a role to play in creation. That's going to go a step further today, but let's remind ourselves of step one. What we saw yesterday was the stars are that system that marks that final juncture of carrying forth and transferring the the um, directives and programming of all items down here that is coming from above and relaying it from uh, through that final step from uh, uh, a transfer point of spirituality or physicality. As we remember, everything that happens down here, every item, every every um, aspect of creation, animal, mineral, vegetable, flora, and fauna uh, are all governed and directed by. Systems upon systems upon systems of spirituality that goes all the way to the top. What you see happening down here with polar bears is just the lowest iteration and the final manifestation of 
of, of, of the elemental polar bear uh, force that represents them all the way on the highest level in spiritual oilamas. Uh, and that gets relayed layer upon layer, level to level to level to level to level, kayak to kayak to kayak to kayak. It takes on more form, more shape, until it finally makes that passage and gets transferred and, 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 and actualized down here, concretized in physical form, and it shows up as polar bears and everything has spiritual agents behind it. And there's only most, nearly every single level of that transfer, which are, you know, innumerable levels between the highest level where the source material really is and finally down to us is innumerable levels. All those are spiritual levels, spiritual transferences, up until the final one, which is going from the spiritual to the physical, and that's what the stars are there to direct. Now, as we explained yesterday, there's a delicate idea here. The stars themselves are big balls of gas. They're not really doing anything, but we're talking about the spiritual agents that are linked to the stars. Every star is representative of a kayak that's behind that star. And therefore, putting all that together, there are vast unfathomable amounts of stars because this they have to represent that final transfer point of of, um, of all the activity that's down here, all the events that, that are down here, all the circumstances that befall everything down here has to have some agent that is in charge of that, that is relaying that, that is giving those directions and directives. That's why there's so many stars because there's so many events down here, there's so many things down here, there's so many circumstances down here and they have to have different stars and different arrangements of stars and constellations and planets and galaxies, etc. And that's why there's so many of them. Um, the reason why you have to have stars in, 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 and the koiches behind those stars, the 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 the, the malachim, the koiches that are linked to all each and every one of those stars, um, and we don't have to have stars as a transfer point. Before then, we explained yesterday is because there has to be between any two extremes, there always has to be some mamutza. There has to be some kind of middle ground that can bridge a gap. That's the way the world works. It's the way Hashem created things. Every two extremes has to have something in the middle that can bridge that gap. You don't jump from one extreme to the other. So. This is the final, the only point where we have that transference from spiritual existence to physical existence. The stars are there to bridge that gap, as we explained again yesterday. The stars are the closest we have to something which is a middle ground. They are ostensibly physical, but they're out of reach to anything that's in a physical space and physical creation, which is us, really. The world is, from our perspective, physical existence and reality is from perspective of humanity, mankind, Israel. So, from our perspective, stars may be physical, but only because we're told that they're out of reach, they're beyond our uh, our tangibility and perception, and therefore they approach spirituality. So, stars are the closest thing we have to this middle ground between the realm of the physical and the spiritual, therefore it is appropriate and um, their natural role to serve as that point of transference. This is what we had yesterday. So we opened up a lot of doors, connected a lot of dots, and and um, we're, we're the beginning of having the answer to an age-old question. By learning this parak in, in the Ramchal, we're, we're on our way to having an answer to an age-old question. And what's that age-old question? Which question am I referring to? That is a good question, but I'm not referring to that one. That's an excellent question, but we're talking about stars right now, Arthur. I'm referring to the following question, the age-old question, which is, twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. So that's an age-old question, that one. People have been wondering what you are, what stars are for, for, for millennia, but now we know. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, the Ramchal knows just what you are. The Ramchal knows just what you are. And the stars are there to be linked to these kaychas, which are there at that point, the transference to bridge the gap between the physical and the spiritual. And there's innumerable billions of galaxies, trillions of stars, beyond number, 
for us. But the Rebbe Yisrael is Moina Mispar Lakaychavim. Hakadosh Baruch Hu has each one assigned a role and an action and and a place to uh, send its orders and commands down here. Rebbe knows just what you are, and the Ramchal knows just what you are also, and that's the first understanding of the role and the function of these stars, that it's like, well, what's Shadow? I need so many stars that I can't even see. You know, I need a Hubble telescope. I need, a, what's the other one they have now? Not the Hubble ones, they have another one. The real big one with the, all the mirrors, yes. Stephen Hawking? Richard Dawkins? Anyway, um, no, it's, it's called something else. So there's a brand new telescope. But uh, they seen, they seen things they've never seen before, right? Why? Why are all these things out there that, you know, we need telescopes to see? The answer is, again, for, for the aforementioned reasons. Now the Ramchal is going to take another step. They're going to see a second role that the stars have. And again, when we talk about stars, obviously we're not talking about these giant balls of, of hydrogen and helium and whatever else is going on up there. We're talking about the kayak that's linked to the stars. Everything in creation has a kayak, an agent, a spiritual agent. James the Weber, the Weber telescope. Web, 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 web. Yes, the web one. The web space telescope. The web space telescope. Yes. Okay. Now let's go on to uh, to base. Um, the Ulam. There's another rule, another job that the stars have, in, in, in terms of their function, their placement, and, and their, why they're here. Not just events, not just circumstances, not just what happens down here. And, and, and as we mentioned yesterday, again, astrology is a real thing. Now, nowadays, astrologers is a bunch of, it's a bunch of you know, bunk. And uh, sensationalist stuff, whatever. So they get to get the people to, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, exploit the the uh, feeble-minded. There aren't any real astrologers anymore, at least not, not writing columns in the United States of America. But back in the day, there was a real wisdom that people really knew how to look in the stars and 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 to a certain degree know the future because you, if you know what you're looking for in the stars, based on combinations and planets and all these other things, the stars are determining what's happening down here. That you really could do that. We don't know how to do that. The people who do know how to do that aren't giving uh, seminars and classes on this. The people who purport to know how to do it are, are, are uh, uh, just, uh, again, exploiting the feeble-minded. But there is such a thing. There's, a, there's certainly such a thing. As we mentioned, Paro. Paro was able to look in the stars and, and make certain predictions of doom for Kleiser. And even Paro um, didn't get it exactly right. We'll see this coming up in the Ramakal. Even those who can know the future based on stars. They never have a 100% clear read from the stars. You get you get approximate reads. But, nevertheless, the stars themselves are there to determine events, world events, um, what's happening. You know, so if we knew how to look at the stars, we could probably tell who's going to win the primary, who's going to who's gonna win the, the gubernatorial race. You could tell these things from the stars. So, you know, that's very good if you want to know who to endorse. Look at the stars first and see who's going to win. And that's the guy you endorse, right? We're going to be holding a press conference later, as we said, for the Oratora candidate. Oratora endorsement is going to be released a little bit later this morning. Let's see, though, there's another role that the stars have, aside from governing and, and, and dictating world events and, and what befalls all matter in this world. And that is, who? Shagam kol yone mikro gagashmi masigem so that's, that's a wordy sentence, the Ramchal. So let's break that down and decipher that. Says the Ramchal, not just circumstances and events that befall all 
aspects of creation that 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 occur and happen to everything that's down here, but the basic um, the, the the basic setup and the basic properties of all items in creation is also determined by the stars channeled through the stars. Everyone's basic properties. What does that mean? In other words, there's, there's two there's two elements, two aspects that we that we can recognize in every let's say every person, um, every being, every type of, of of species in creation. There's two aspects are what it's all about on its own, what its own properties are, what this thing is like, what it's what it's made of, and how it's built, and then what's going to happen to it. Properties from within, aspects of the within, and things from without. You know what this thing looks like on its own, and what's going to happen to it. What's going to befall it day in day out. So yesterday we're talking about events that befall and occur to everything that's down here. That's channeled and, and and directed via the stars and their arrangements. Not only that, but determining the intrinsic <coughs> properties of everything that's down here is also channeled through the stars. Derek Mushel, what did you say? Can't be. Can't be. Derech Mashal. Let's see. We'll see what the Ramchal says. Let's see. Derech Mashal. For example, Hachayim, a person's longevity, how long a person is going to live, and what kind of longevity he's going to have, what kind of quality of life, meaning meaning uh, quality of life, his health, a person's health, a person's uh, age, his longevity, Ha'oisher, a person's financial status, his wealth or struggles, Hachachma, his wisdom, Hazera. His his family situation, children. What kind of children is he going to have? How many children is he going to have? And and anything else like this, all other properties that are inherent to a person himself. Are now, lest we get carried away, he's not saying it's only in the stars, but it's the same kind of idea. The stars are that final transfer point for all the basic properties of a person. So everything is. Um, formulated all properties that go into every single individual down here, every single person that exists down here. His properties, how, how, how successful is this person going to be in business? You know, what's his mazel going to be like when it comes to Parnoso? Uh, what's his mazel going to be like when it comes to getting along with people? What kind of personality is he going to have? Well, is he going to be a strong person, a weak person, a tall person, a short person, an intelligent person, an unintelligent person? All that a healthy person, an ill person, is formulated at, 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 at the, the source matter for this person, which is there by the Kisiyakov, let's say, where his neshama uh, originates from, emerges from. So it starts there in a concentrated form, like everything down here starts up there in a concentrated form. It's relayed from station to station to station to station, level to level to level, oilam to oilam to oilam. And it... Again, it's there, it starts in a very concentrated spiritual DNA-like form on high, what this neshama is going to look like, this neshama and its properties. Um, and then it gets transferred and relayed and propagates from level to level and takes on more and more and more form in a spiritual sense until it finally has to be sent down here from the spiritual to the physical. All that uh, source matter and all that, all the details and, and the um, directives up there as to how this person is going to look, has to now be actualized, concretized in physical form. He has to be given now that physical, let's say, that physical printout, that physical 
um, manifestation of everything that was there in a the spiritual form. He has to begin of a physical body, a brain that's going to have a predilection towards intelligence or unintelligence, a body that's going to be muscular or 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 or, or, or weak, that's going to be healthy or ill, that's going to have longevity or chas uh, a, a, a shortened life, and that's going to have mazel. That's also a function of my physicality, my existence down here. That is again done. That goes through. When I talk a lot about through Beruya, it comes out. It's, it's, it goes from potential to actualized form. Again, channeled through the stars. Channeled through the stars. How the Rebbein Shalom decides to put all that potential into actualized form as it gets relayed from level to level to level, again, that goes through the stars. Hashem is using the stars as a way of kind of locking things in, cementing things in, and the stars are there to determine that as well. Uh, and how does this work? That works through different arrangements of stars, different categories of stars, different types of stars, different distributions of stars, systems, and the Ramchal is referring to the constellations, and he's referring to the planets, he's referring to the galaxies, depending on the alignment and how the stars are lined up at the time of the day, and the time of the month, and the time of the year, when this particular fellow is born, that is what is being used to determine his his uh, his standing status and properties. Okay, so let's 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 come up for air. Let's just digest this. First glance doesn't sound like a very Jewish idea, but it's this is very much sourced in, in the Talmud in the Gemara I'll mention in a moment that this idea can be found in, in the Gemara in, in, in many places that the stars to a certain degree are being are are, are determining a person's um, life down here. Quality of life or lack thereof, his properties that he's gonna that he's going to operate within, and these things can also change and fluctuate over the pro- course of a person's life based on again the stars that he was born under as those stars um, continue to wheel in the sky in their orbits and, and rearrange themselves that can that can that can you know develop and change over a person's life. Now, just to understand this properly, you know, does this mean um, that? We are at the mercy of the stars. Our fates are determined by the stars. So the Ramchal just made it sound like that based on the stars that a person is born under. And again, we understand now why there aren't just the 12 zodiac signs and, and, the, and the Shiva Kaich Veileches Chazal recognize um, seven objects in motion, even though nowadays, you know, the planet, how many planets are there? How many planets are there? It depends what decade you grew up in, right? There used to be nine, now there's eight, and they think about making it go back to nine again, right? Right? How many planets are there? I'm still, I'm still with. Now, yeah, they're, they're changing minds. Right? They used to be eight right. And Pluto. Right? Eight and Pluto. Eight and, Pluto. <laughs> eight and a half. Yeah. Um, and there's a whole movement. I, I read about this. That they want to, they want to get Pluto its cram back again. The whole. Supposed to be bigger planets farther. But planet X, yes, yeah. beyond Pluto, yes, so planet X. It maybe could be. I mean, they haven't found it yet. Hard to see what's going on out there. You know, <laughs> but um, even with the Webb telescope. Yeah, too dark, too dark. These things don't really give off light. Um, but any, in any case, so it, it sounds like, and this sounds like a strange idea, almost like a paganistic idea, you know, your fate is determined by the stars that you're born under. Now, the Ramchal did say that. He said that a person's makeup, his, his, his mazel, his success, or lack thereof, his all his health, or lack thereof, and his children are, are being determined by the stars he was born under, but he didn't really say that. We read the Ramchal very carefully. The Ramchal said that it starts 
at the highest level. And the stars are really the final step over here. And what the stars are doing, they're really showing us how that neshama was created originally, where the neshama's point of origin is. Meaning the system is set up in such a way that the, the stars that this neshama is born under is really um, just a reflection of the, the source point of the, the, the where this neshama originated and how it was originally formed up there, and and and, then, and, and is directed through the, the bottom step through the, the through the stars. Yes, yeah, so the stars are responsible to say for giving things a stamp that the stars are doing. There's you know the stars are given uh, you know spiritual um, kind of um, no they're given a spiritual um, recipe. Okay, and the stars give the spiritual recipe. They stamp and they send it to the three D printer, and it, it becomes actualized in physicality. It's not such a crazy muscle, right? There's these instructions that are coming down, 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 right? And getting more and more form, becoming more and more clear. They start in this indecipherable code on the highest level, and they get relayed from step to step to step to step. So that the, the stars, the, the kayak that represents the stars, that's linked to the stars, the spiritual agent that's linked to the stars, gets the um, the instructions, the assembly instructions, that's a little bit of a stretch, but we'll just use that for our muscle. Blueprints, Blueprints yeah, instructions, that's all the same kind of stretch. It's a little bit more, um, more, um, um, more, more, um, More than a code, more than a blueprint, more than a, I'm using that just as an analogy to wrap our heads around it. But it, it, it is more. Uh, um, it, it, it is. It is. Um, you know the difference between a code and a blueprint and a um, and a instructions is that it's it's still um, tangential, let's say incidental to the item itself. It's the two different things. So more like DNA, more like DNA, that it's not incidental to the item that's about to be created, but it's inherent to the item that's in, it's, 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 uh, it's actually, you know, the, 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 the core, at the core itself of the item that's been created. But we'll just use instructions in the meantime. So the instructions come down to the star. The star sees these instructions and uh, coming down at the time that the stars are in alignment with Within the same instructions that they're receiving, the stars stamp it and process it, and that becomes actualized. That's the stars at that arrangement, that moment in time, are giving rise to that. So it's not so much that it's like the stars are solely determining this. The stars are really the final relay points for what started on high. Um, but at the same time, the stars are that final relay point, and when that neshama emerges, that neshama is emerging at the correct point in time based on its. It's 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 origin it's origins and how DNA was formed up there, and that um, shows up in, in the alignment and the stars and the constellations and the planets etc. When this neshama comes out here, and that's what the, the the stars are naturally then stamping it. You know the time stamp. You know it's born on Sunday afternoon on this day of the week and this this time of the month rather when these uh, in, in in the house of this and the galaxies are in this position and that will that will. Uh, exactly give rise to this physical existence that's being printed out now in, 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 in line and the same form as the instructions came down from on high. Okay, so this is like the way of understanding it. Certainly, the stars are determining it, but not um, as the 
as the sole and exclusive authority, but as the final step in something that started, a whole process that started way before. But that being said, again, if we would really know astrology, and back in the day, they had a certain degree of knowledge in this area, you could, let's say, find out when someone was born and open up the star charts, and based on when a person was born, you really would be able to know a certain degree about what kind of life they're going to have and and um, what their natural tendencies are going to be, what their predilections are going to be, and, and where they're going to be successful and where they, where, they should, where they should focus more and they should focus less. Now, let, let's, as we said, th- there are some Talmudic uh, sources on the matter. We have to continue with that before um, we call the a day over here, call the morning. Um, so does this mean, again, it still sounds like an interesting idea, sounds like something that is unusual. We would expect to find this in the horoscope section in the newspaper. We would, we would not expect to find this in the Ramchal over here, in Der Hashem. Not necessarily expect to find this in, in Jewish work being shared by, by uh, you know, uh, religious Jewish authors over here. But yeah, we are finding that. And, and does that mean, first of all, first of all, there, there, this is sourced in many Gemaras. There's a whole sugya at the end of Mezach HaShabbos. And the Gemara there says, um, what people will be like based on what day of the week they're born and based on what constellation they're born under. The, there's a Gemara about this. The Gemara says, this is, this is Sunday, Sunday babies are like this, Monday babies are like this, Tuesday babies are like this. And, which, which Gemara is that? the end of Shabbos, the end of Masech Shabbos. Right. Hmm. And the, then depending on what hour of the day, that's what, what planet is out there or what constellation is out there, the hours and the days of the week. So there's a Gemara that, that goes through this, that, that goes through this. Yes? Can we revisit, revisit what you were saying about the whole process of like star, star, star before the Shaman's born? Is there a set time frame? Or is, uh, a time frame for what? For the process. Like how long is it approximately? Do we know? What did that goes from all the, all the spiritual uh, mm-hmm. down to the... Um, That's my first question. Do we know the time frame? And number two, is it the same for every Neshama or is it different for different Neshamas? Um... Uh, I believe it's the same in the, the time frame that, that the sages give is 40 days. 40 days before the conception? Yes. The process is set in motion over 40 days, and that's that's the uh, 40 days. 40 is usually the, the number, the mystical number there that's given. And I believe it's the same for everyone. I, mean, I don't think there's a uh, differentiation. What is the definition of uh, Neshama's DNA? Probably the best, uh... Yeah, yeah, that's nice. That's a nice one. That's a nice one. Um, Okay, so so there is a Gemara that says the Gemara goes through, you know, uh, anyone who knows what day of the week they were born over here. Shabbos. Shabbos. Shabbos, baby. Saturday night. Saturday night. Okay, that's Sunday. Shabbos that can't be Sunday. Sunday. My Shlomo was also born on the Shabbos. Shabbos Bereshit. I have a Shlomo as well, not a Shlomo Novik, but a. I was a Shabbos Bereshit. Well, okay, he wasn't a Shabbos Bereshit, or even Bereshit, but he was a Shabbos baby. Um, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday morning. All right. So uh, there, there's a Gemara like this. There's a Gemara that, that 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 you can figure a little bit about yourself or your potential based on the day of the week, the time of the day. Um. So then, what does that mean then, in terms of um, the question that is begging to be asked over here? So, what about prayer? What about Amuna? What about faith in God? Meaning, if the Ramchal is telling us that the stars direct a person's properties, how successful you're going to be, how healthy you're going to be, how wise you're going to be, what your marriage is going to look like. So that's it. It's it's a done deal as soon as you're born. It's a done deal. 
what, what, what are we davening for? What are we davening for? So here's where things are a little tricky um, and maybe a little bit, I wouldn't say gray, but there's wiggle room. Here's where the wiggle room is. And uh, another famous Gemara, in the same area over there at the end of Shabbos, where the Gemara is talking about stars uh, determining things, which is what Remcha is talking about, Star is also synonymous with mazel. We say mazel, mazel, you know, the mazolus. That means the constellations, that means the stars and the arrangements thereof. Gemara says a famous statement. Gemara says, ain't mazel li Yisrael. Kla Yisrael doesn't have mazel. Kla Yisrael doesn't have mazel. Well, what does that mean, Kla Yisrael doesn't have mazel? It means that we're, our properties are not determined by the stars. The Ramchal didn't say that. The Ramchal said everyone's determined by the stars. Ein Mazel Yisrael is a well-known line, but it's very often misunderstood that the stars have no influence over Klai Yisrael. That's not true. The stars have influence over Klai Yisrael as well. And the Gemara doesn't make that exception. The Gemara doesn't say that, you know, if you're born on a Sunday afternoon, you're going to be like this unless you're a Jew. If you're born on a Thursday morning, you're going to be like this unless you're a Jew. If you're born on Shabbat, you're going to be like this unless you're a Jew. The Gemara doesn't say that. And Ramchal didn't say that. Ramchal said that stars determine so, a whole, all of our properties. So what does the Gemara mean? It says, Ein Mazel Yisrael. So Rashi explains over there. It means we're not at the at the total mercy of the stars. Even though the stars do establish what we're going to look like to a certain degree and, and, and the, and the Hatzlach that we will have to a certain degree, just like the Gaim. However, we can override that through Tefillah. That's exactly what Rashi says. If a Yid, Davin, Sakosh Baruchu, the Rebbein Shalalim can override what the stars have established for somebody. Our Neshamas can actually wiggle around. A guy cannot. A guy doesn't have this. A guy is locked in. So Goyim 100% depend on the stars. So That's right. There is no reason for Goyim to, to double. Um, there's no reason for Goyim to double. <laughs> That's a great question. It's going to be a trick up right um, your answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's a good question. Um, you, you may want to go off the record. <laughs> we'll get to that question in a moment. Okay. We'll get there in a moment. Um, I mean, we do. T- <coughs> there is a concept of going davening. That's already um, not even the Gemara. That's already Psukim. Psukim talk about going davening. The Dalim is asking an excellent question. Um, Stanley and Yosef Arye are, are putting together a good question for us. If the Goyim are locked in, and we only say "Ein Mazel Yisrael," the Klaisel can escape Mazel. We can override Mazel. And apparently going can't, so what are they davening for? They definitely can daven. There is a concept of them davening. Um, well, they, they can daven all they want. Is there any... No, I, mean, I, I, I don't just mean that you're, they're allowed to daven. It talks about their davening being accepted. Mm-hmm. They daven, Hashem accepts their davening. Hashem will accept their davening. <laughs> yes. In Malachim, Sefer Malachim. So how do you... And, um, and uh, it's and, and Rashi and Chumash brings us down somewhere. Somewhere. I'll just have you remember where. Um, anyway. Anyway. Okay, good. That's a good question. It's a good question. We'll get to that question. But I want to wrap up with the Ramchal's talking about right now first. Um, so, ain't Mazali Yisrael. There's wiggle room when it comes to a Jew. And even though... The, the the arrangement of stars that a person was born under does determine um, the basic intrinsic properties of a yid, but through tefillah, 
I can I can wiggle out of that a little bit. I can I can I can I can uh, change my muzzle. I can change my muzzle, and that can happen. It doesn't. It's not guaranteed to happen. And everyone has a different mission in life. Everyone has a different role in life. And sometimes Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "No, your role is to deal with wealth. As much as you daven to escape wealth, your role is to deal with wealth. Your role is to deal with poverty. As much as you daven for wealth, I'm sorry, I need you to deal with poverty. That's why I created you. Some things can be shifted, and some things can't. We don't know the score." But sometimes Hashem will say, I, I, and then there's a Gemara like this as well, that Rabbi Yosef, says the Gemara, was, 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 was a very, very, very poor individual. Rabbi Yosef was destitute. And he davened very, very heartfelt tefillah, Kosh Baruch will give me wealth, I, you know, I want to be able to serve you better, I want to be able to learn better, I want to be able to, you know, have a, have a little bit of quality of life so I can focus on serving you. That was Rabbi Yosef's tefillah to God, and Hashem said, do you want me to go back in time? And take your nisham and rearrange all the stars for you? That's what you want me to do? That was the reply. Now, what does that mean? That means that this is the way I want you to be. I, I created you this way because this is your this is your mission. Like, your mission is to deal with poverty. And someone else's mission is to deal with wealth. Someone else's mission may be to go to be fluctuate between wealth and poverty. Again, we said the, the person can be born under the arrangement of stars that their mazel will be, have to have ups and downs. All of the above are passable. The eight mazel Yisrael means it's possible for us to shift around mazel. It's possible for us to shift around, to override it through tefillah. And, and sometimes it'll work, sometimes it doesn't work, depending on what's, what, what, what our goal and our role and our mission in life is, and what is maybe the, uh, the more, the, the accompanying set pieces of our existence that were established by the stars that may be more flexible and more wiggle room. Okay, so let, let's, let's read to the end of the paragraph. Let's, let's just, so we can wrap up the paragraph. Vinispalgu name kolamikrim. So again, this is the stars have the second role. Not just they determine events, but they determine properties for all things that are down here. Everything that it comes into existence, you know, is entering its existence down here based on a certain arrangement of stars in that system and that particular time. To imbue in that item that's being brought into existence according to what the system of stars is channeling into it at that point in time. According to the arrangement that um, is, is relevant to every single individual, every single person. Okay, so the bottom line is the stars are responsible for quite a lot of things, and that's why we have so many, so many, so many stars. Um, they're responsible for events, and they're responsible for the properties of the items that those events are befalling. And astrologers were able to access to a certain degree and, and foretell these things and to see these things. Um, and a, a Yid is born in a way that his properties are being directed by the stars, but there's a concept of Ein Mazel Yisrael that through Tfilah, since our Nishamas go beyond the stars, above the stars, all the way to the top, so we can have Akash Baruch Hu deal personally with our Nishamas that go all the way up and um, <clears throat> and uh, rearrange the mazel that we were born with, when it's not interfering with our objective, our mission, our uh, assignments here in life. Okay, thank you all for joining. We will continue tomorrow.